Welcome to the T5 Life Show. This is your host, Coleco Lubawanan, also known as TE5 Pharaoh. I am the owner and CEO of TE5 Gaming and TE5 Real Estate Group. Our mission here is to give you the know-hows in the gaming and the esports space, as well as the real estate and business space, and share my life along the way. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. What's going on, guys? We got a new episode today, and today we're going to talk Call of Duty specifically. We're going to give our share our thoughts on uh, the upcoming COD champs, COD fran- you know, the franchising next year for the Call of Duty League. We're going to get into a little bit of the Modern Warfare play, share our thoughts with that. Uh, but we do got some guests today. Uh, first and foremost, you guys know him, uh, Dustin Schwartz, D-Bro. Uh, obviously, he's been a lot of my a co-host with me on a lot of episodes. Uh, that deal with Call of Duty, NBA, you name it. He's here today. Uh, but we do got two new guests, okay, two uh, Call of Duty players for TE5. We have Braden here, who's known as Carriages, uh, superstar COD player for our A-team. Uh, and we also have um, Jake, who's known as Jamma. He's a part of our TE5 Blitz team, two Call of Duty players uh, that are playing for TE5 right now. So, uh, we wanted to bring them on, let them share their thoughts, also share their stories uh, so you guys can start to get to know who our players are uh, as we start to move forward going into the next game and building out this Call of Duty division. So this is all Call of Duty in this episode. Hope you guys enjoy it, but nonetheless, let's kick it off. Um, you know, Carriage, why don't you go ahead, man, introduce yourself, you know, just share share a little bit about, you know, you know what you've done in COD, I guess, your experience and, you know where it's gotten to you now? Uh, I started in BO2. That's probably my, actually my first competitive COD was Modern Warfare when I was little. I wasn't really that good at it. Then after that, I don't know what game came out after that, but I started playing BO2. I was, I had a real good team on there. Uh-huh. It was like me, uh, I don't know if y'all know who Ludus is. Ludus VT. Did John, did John know uh, the VT, VT team in BO2? Stand for, like, very talented? I, I think I played against them in ranked play. Yeah. That, that was probably the best team. And they broke up. Then I got one of the players on my team. And we made a real good team towards the end of BO2. And we just we ran it at the end. Played wagers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And after that, I took a break till. What was it? BO3. I didn't get my Xbox One till the end of BO3. I was alright at that game. And after that, what was it World War Two? Uh, BO3 is IW, and then World War Two. Oh, yeah, I didn't play IW. I didn't really like that game. The game was trash to me. Uh, then I went to World War Two. Played that about halfway. Didn't get a team during that. Then I came to this game. Now, I'm teaming with Gene, Sleepy, Rux, and Crown. Pretty good team so far. Yeah. The team before this, we were pretty good, but Eagles got too big. Yep. Yep. Well, you guys, everybody everybody in the T5 world knows how I feel about Eagles. Yeah. I mean, we placed placed top three, and still, they didn't want a team anymore. They had too big of Eagles. Wow. So, I mean, Carriage, let me ask you this. So, I mean, would you say that 
like black ops i mean is, is this like wh at what point did are, did you really start getting serious about like you know competitive and like i guess getting into leagues and stuff was this way before now or was it just this this is actually the first cod i've been in leagues in like bo2 i just played wagers and chows and stuff i got you that was probably my favorite cod BO2 is one of my favorite. Pubs were good. You can enjoy yeah, playing can pubs, do, lead play. Player. Right. It was never stressful playing that game. Yeah. Yeah, like I, mean, I I tried some of the old CODs. Like like I you know, this this COD Black Ops 4 is for me was the first one that like I really like have got obsessed with. You know, you know what? Cause like, you know, I've tried CODs in the past and I've sucked. I've always been a battlefield player. It's where I came from, so you know, I always sucked at cards, but you know, now it's it's a whole different story. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting to hear, man. Um, so I, I guess, Carriage, let me ask you, you know, one more thing, and then let's move on, and and we'll let uh, Jama kind of introduce himself here. Um, you know, as far as you know, Call of Duty in general, I guess, what you know, how, how do you feel about the game? How, just just in a real general statement, how do you feel about like where? where it's going, obviously. You know, we got the new COD coming up. I'm just curious. I think it's going pretty good. There's there's a bunch of people that don't really like this game. Like, It's probably one of my f top three favorites. I think it's I think it's really good. BO4, and I think Modern Warfare, from what I've seen, the gameplay looks pretty good. Yeah. I have to agree, man. It's one of mine. Well, let's turn it over. Uh, Jama, introduce yourself, man. Let us know a little bit about yourself. COD, well, I started playing GBs, just S and D, MLG variant, COD four, and I didn't play respawn until like BO one. I fell in love with BO one. I had three, four accounts. I were tenth prestige, playing just from playing leak the uh, ranked stuff in it, and then I fell in love with respawn and MW two, just purely from the M eight. I never really used MMC. MMC didn't really like it. I was trash with it. Um, my favorite game is AW. I had a really good team. We were kind of like we weren't known for slaying, but for whatever reason, we could win the respawns so easily. And S and D was probably the funnest funnest time in AW was S and D for me. And um. Uh, AW, we lasted till the end of the game, and then everybody split up consoles. Some stopped playing, and then uh, after AW, Black Ops Three, I was garbage at that game. I couldn't, I couldn't play that game. I just wall didn't. running. So that wall running wasn't for you, was it? No, the wall. I just couldn't wall run to save my life, man. I just couldn't. And IW, I got nasty at IW for whatever reason. I just loved IW before. No. <laughs> I, did, I didn't like I wasn't a jetpacker. That's one thing I'll say. I was way always way better at boots on the ground games, but for whatever reason that was the only jetpack game I was actually disgusting at. There's one point where like I literally wouldn't miss them before. You'd get four shot out of a head glitch. I it was stupid. And then uh, World War II became an S like an S and D nerd. I just didn't really play respawn, and uh, ended up playing winning a few tourneys on that game. And then Black Ops Four, I absolutely hate it. I absolutely <laughs> hate the game. 
Like what? it's a good game. I'm just I don't my movement isn't that good. Like I'm I'm like just I'm just not known for movement. Guys, like I'm I don't know how I'm gonna like I'm gonna hate not having all this move. I've, I mean, usually I I would hate this type of game, but like I've become so accustomed to it now, it's gonna be hard for me not to have this, this extra movement for sure. I, I think it, I think it's gonna be hard for everybody just to get like. To go to a game that has no advanced movement whatsoever, but is a slide, and the slide isn't even like this game slides. So everybody's just gonna be like, "Oh, this game is really clunky." Like you just feel like a fat potato walking around. Hey, actually, before we jump into champs here, we're gonna get let D get in here because I know he's chomping at the bits right now. Um, <laughs> um, Jama, what was? Give us the best. I guess, you know, or the, the best team you were a part of. Explain to us, like, when, in what, in your opinion, what was it like, and in, in what game, I guess, and in, in what team was the best one you've been a part of? I guess maybe the one you've enjoyed the most. I'm, I'm just curious. Well, in IW, I had this insane team. Like, we had a, this dude named Tegan, and that was his real, like, actual name, too. He was... He's by far one of the best AR players I've ever played with. He was insane. And then we had a, this kid named Charisma. He was nasty. He was a jetpacker, though. Every j- boots game I played against, he was just, was just couldn't shoot. But um, he was really nasty. And then I played... Uh, we also had this dude named Trey. He wasn't, like... He wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. He, like, fit his role that we had him play, so... But we uh we just always laughed like we never got mad when we got like when people would beat us we would just go over always go over mistakes regardless no matter what and we wouldn't yell at each other and no one got an ego but then we all split up because it was just kind of annoying because the org that we had never really like paid attention to us even though we were better than their best team yeah and so we just said we just dipped out. Gotcha. All right, and then that leads me to my next question. What's the worst experience in competitive COD you've ever had? Worst experience, sure. Um, probably with that same org I was in. I joined again in World War II, and then the same thing happened. Then I joined th- again in the beginning of this game in BO4, and, like, it wasn't the same at first, and then it happened again, so I just left. I got you. Carriage, I'm asking you the same question, man. Bet, I want you to give us the best experience. I guess you know it could be a team or a moment in competitive COD throughout your entirety of playing comp. Uh, and what's your worst experience? Share both of those. My best experience is probably getting that top three finish in a league. Okay. Worst is probably breaking up after that. We would have been we would have been a real good team if people would have stayed together. Was y'all like thinking lands and stuff? And, but then it yeah, just... yeah. Before that, we were. Yeah. And we lost lost to a team, and everybody just just quit. So you've never been to a land, though, right? No. I got you. Cool deal. Well, guys, let's jump into let's talk some CWL. Let's talk some champs. Uh, D, why don't you go ahead, man, and kind of take lead on this one, man? And uh, we'll chime in with you, okay? All right. Well, 
Everybody already knows that Pharaoh's all about optic. Everybody already knows that I'm about 100 Ds. So who, who are your guys' favorite teams so far? Let's, let's get this out the way so everybody knows. <laughs> I got to go with optic. Yeah, okay. same here. Optic game? Okay, okay. So, uh, but I've been an optic fan since before they were even named optic. So like it was optic NMW3. Nation, right? No, before that, like oh wow, okay. Optic Gaming was an MW3, and they played as uh, a- uh Apex when they went the okay. uh, the EGLs all the time. Yeah, I've been a fan since then. So oh wow, you're OG as it comes. <laughs> yeah, I'm 22 years old. So I've been following for a little while. Okay, okay. So we got some Optic fans and 100 these fans. How wow, pissed, be- hold on, hold on, hold on. How pissed off have you guys been, man? I've been, oh, I've been mad. Yeah. I've been chilling. I, I want to hear from you too. Like, I've got my theory that <laughs> my optics been not, pl- you know, we haven't been placing well and just finishing. But I want to hear from you guys. Like, what, what do, why do y'all think like we're struggling right now so much? Or we've been struggling? Scump doesn't like the game. Yeah, he, he doesn't really like it. If you look <laughs> at the last three years. Every game he couldn't play pubs in, he wasn't really always talked about. Like, the last game he was really good at was IW. He was mediocre in World War II. And in this game, he just he just now started doing good. So that's, I, a, I that, that's a fair point. I mean, like, the one thing is, is, like, what a lot of the pro players say. If the game's not fun, they pretty much... Like they could be still good at it at a high enough level than most players, but they're not. They won't be at the peak when they play against c- other competitive teams. And like Scump said it in Modern Warfare Two, or, or not Modern Warfare Two, World War Two, that he hated the game and it showed mm-hmm. in his performances and everything. So, my question is for you guys as Optic fans: You guys have you guys seen that they put Karma on the Sog? They're kind of switching up the roles. So, like, what do you? Like, do you think that's going to take Optic to the next level for champs? Or do you think that is going to end up in the same, like, in the same way as it was before with the other roles? They put Scump on the Maddox, right? Yeah, they put Scump on the Maddox, and then they move Karma on the SMG. On I don't the know. Side. Yeah, and, Scump's the... always been a main, like, main SMG. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Well, he, in MW3, he was a... Uh, uh, I flex AR and SMG. Yeah, MW2, MW3. And Black Ops 2, you'd run a MA once in a while. That is true. I mean, so do you think Scump is going to try to pull a Kenny to where he's like, hey, I can run this AUG if I have to, but I'm going to stick on the uh, on the Maddox this time and just go from there? Like, do you think Scump think will have one try. of those, like, red... Yeah? But I don't, I don't think he'll be able to do it. Well... The new meta is coming up. Frequency Seaside is gonna be possibly three SOGs. Yeah. So if if I think if they do if he is moved to Maddox, I haven't really heard anything about it. But they can run those three SOGs on those three maps or those two maps because he's always ran a SOG, so he's it's not like he's not gonna know how to do that. So I think that so might work like if they do that. SOGs on on frequency for sure. I guess I mean Seaside, you guess you could do that, but definitely frequency. So, yeah. have you guys got a chance to take a look at the pools of where everybody's kind of at for uh, for champs this year? I have I not seen, seen that yet. So, Optic in their pool, they have EG, Carnage Gaming, and 
train harder or train hard in their pool. So out of everybody, I would say Optic and uh, Pool H with Splice and Team Heretics have like maybe the little bit hard one, just a little bit, just because, you know, you have EG in there and EG, they can pop off at any moment. (laughs) Pretty good. Well, that boy attached has been serious. Yeah, as long as he keeps playing that way and Apathy does what he usually does every year at Champs and just becomes God tier, it'd be fine. So, from the last, let's say, three tournaments, like the team that I've been saying that has surprised me the most and I've been buying like the most stock in and like kind of has got me excited for Champs is uh, Gen G. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, two back-to-back second-place finishes. They should have beat. They should have beat E United, but <laughs> there was a a controller malfunction. But they it got, is what it is. <laughs> they got just unlucky. Yeah, I mean, so for you guys, like besides Optic and whatever, who do you guys who do you guys think is going to be the sleeper? Like coming out of champs, that like. You have a feeling that's going to make it to winners like semifinals or winner uh, finals. Like, let I want to get your guys' take on this. Like, who do you think is going to get up there that like everybody's not paying attention to? I think Luminosity is going to get up there. Honestly, mm-hmm. so, yeah, he's yeah. Like, man, I mean, Luminosity. People, but everybody's looking at him now. Like since Pro League, they have yeah. they've been lights out on with Brack. Skies, formal, they've been lights out lately. I think, Pro League, I think so. Splice. Splice is because yeah, they, they, they've been mediocre and they've had a lot of time to practice now. So I think it would be Splice. I heard EU, EUIU is really good and Midnight's been doing really good in scrims lately. So, I mean, it's champs, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what. It, we all kind of like about champs. We don't know who's going to show up. The teams that we can exactly. sit here and say there's going to be the favorite is going to be like, oh, they're going to win it all. And they're normally the first two teams out. Like, it's just right. almost like March Madness. Why does everybody love March Madness? Well, I'll add a little bit. Um, you know, FaZe Clan really impressed me in playoffs. I didn't think yeah. FaZe was going to come out they like they did. Well. And obviously them, you know – what was it? How did they beat it? Was it? Wasn't it like a three zero against hundred thieves? Something crazy like that? Yeah, it was. They straight came out and slayed. Now they they, they yeah, dropped they off, but I mean they definitely showed they they've got potential. So I, you know, I'd keep Phase kind of in that in that rearview mirror type, but not too far because I, I think they can do some serious stuff. But yeah, like I, for me, you know, LG for sure. Um, they, I mean, they they had a strong playoff performance. I felt. Um, you know, and I, and I, I kind of knew that was coming in, so I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be there. You know, Splice, man. Let me just say with Splice, like I was really disappointed with Splice. <laughs> I was whenever Fook when, when like I was expecting this team to like on paper like they look like god tiers. Like these, I thought these guys were just going to come in and just it was going to be wreck, wreck, wreck. You put Tap and Hoop together, but they've been like for the most part since this team's form, it's been to me. Uh, very disappointing from that, from most perspective. But I, I, you know, it would be cool to see them kind of start, heat, you know, making some real noise. But, um, but you know, maybe, maybe reciprocity too, man. I thought, I thought yeah. they, um, you know, they had a, 
they had kind of like a low key strong playoff performance. I felt like you know they, they didn't just you know come in and, and completely get walked over. So I, I you know I'd be looking at them as well. But you know Gen G, I think I mean Gen G's got to be a favorite by by any means. I wouldn't call them an underdog. That's top four. Yeah, Gen G is there. It's just can they actually get over the hump? And that's my biggest thing against Gen G that I've been saying forever now is like they can get to the finals, but they just can't win it. It's just like you know they gotta actually just go out and do the things type. So we'll see if that that happens. But you know my my hope though is like you know obviously with optic and the situation that's surrounded this year, like you know, and this being the actual last year of like traditional CWL, like I, I wouldn't see of any other better like end story to this era of Call of Duty than to see Optic Gaming win this champ. So to me, I feel I feel like that would be like the best end story to this era because obviously, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen uh, next year with franchising and you know, is it is, like are they going to do a fantasy draft or like what's going to happen? Like we don't know none of this stuff yet. I mean, all we know is that it's going to be completely different than it is now. So I I, I just like I said I. I hope Optic wins us so much for for not just for me, us as as Optic fans, you know, for me, Carrots, Jamir, but like I just think for Call of Duty in general, for the story, for the brand, I think it would just be like the best end to a type thing. So I got a couple things. So kind of enlighten the idea of COD franchising. Okay, one. COD is pretty much going to do the same exact thing what Overwatch is doing. So what it's going to happen is is all these teams are going to buy up all these slots on all these different cities and states and all this, all that, right? And they're, what they're going to end up doing is they're going to be either buying players like, or buying the whole team outright because that's what, um, what ended up happening. Cloud9 had a team, and then since they went to franchising, they bought – a roster spot, and then they ended up transferring their team that they had for Overwatch League over and then got a couple other players from Korea and stuff. So I think that's how franchising is going to work. There's, I don't think there's going to be a fantasy draft. I feel like uh, orgs that do buy a spot are they going to carry their team over or they're just going to buy a team that is no longer going to be able to compete because they don't have a franchising spot. Um, me personally, I think e- franchising in esports – is like the overwatch model is a horrible idea if you're going to do franchising you do it just like how the lcs does it league of legends where you bought a franchise spot there's no city attached to the team's name it's just the team itself the reason why i say that when you attach a city to it it's just like football it's just like basketball it's just like all these other sports when you attach a city to it majority of your fans have to be from that city like and with call of duty let's say like like optic for example like say they go to minnesota right a lot of people from minnesota might not even know what the hell call of duty is might not even follow that league where their big presences are in la texas and everywhere else and then when it goes to minnesota it won't be as crazy because they have some other team that was supposed to be there, you know? So it's just, it's just, you limit yourself to the possibilities of everything that's going on. If you look at league of legends, they have a hundred thieves, right? A hundred thieves is known in Europe, 
Korea, China, everywhere else. It's not the Los Angeles hundred thieves because people then will like not really care about it. You know, you kind of lose the broadness of everything because out like my friends, they're all liquid fans. They're all TSM fans. They're all whatever. And that's good for the sport that you have all these different fans in all these different places because they're not limited to that one place because you notice with sports teams, what happens when they like are in their city, they focus building their fan base in that city and not on a global aspect. So it, like it hurts call of duty in that way. How do you guys feel about it? John Kirk? I don't really keep up with it, honestly, but he, he has some good points in there. I get what he's saying. John? Um, I don't know how I feel about the the whole franchising because one I, I don't even know if it's even gonna be an optic thing anymore. One, uh, they got in Immortals got a spot in L.A. and there's rumors that Hex is gonna be doing something with Minnesota. Is what has been the talks around right now. So it's not even he. I don't even think he can use the optic brand. He might have to make his whole new brand and just pay for the spot himself. Well, he, he has the money for it, so that probably won't be an the issue. Minnesota, the Minnesota spot has Gary V in it. They've got some other venture firm. At that, I mean, yeah, they can't use Optics. I mean, Optics own the brands now owned by Immortals, but Immortals has already stated though that Optic will be the brand for the LA franchise spot that they've secured. So yeah. Optic's still technically going to be in existence, the brand itself. The crazy thing about all this is, is like immortal. Everybody's like, "Oh, Immortals has it. Immortals has this." There hasn't been really like a big announcement and no details leaked because you know Hex said that once everything is finalized, he can start talking and then he'll start like letting everybody know. And he hasn't said a, a whole bunch about it. So like this is just like a huge clusterfuck, and like shit like this affects players going into champs. This affects like a whole bunch of things that are going on, and I, like this is crazy. Like that, everybody's like, "Oh, Immortals has it. Immortals has it," but it hasn't been really like publicized. It's just been rumored and acting around it. You know, it's just weird. Yeah, and just uh, to kind of wrap up our, our franchise talk here, um, you know, for me, like, I, I like at the end of the day. Like Overwatch, League of Legends, to me, I feel franchising is kind of something that's inevitable for any big, massive esports title. I think, you know, I mean, of course, they don't have to do it, but, you know, I understand from the financial perspective, from a business perspective, why it's, in, it's very incentivizing to do so. In terms of the whole city branding, you know, granted, yes. You know, all these organizations have fans worldwide. They've got fans everywhere. It's, you know, and to put, put a city attached to their brand, you know, some people may not like it. But, look, you know, I look at it, but let's just be real about it, though. Like, is it really is it really going to make a difference to the real fans? Like, at the end of the day, if you're an Optic fan, it, 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 regardless if it's Optic LA or Optic Miami, it's still Optic, like. You're I, like for me, like if, if I'm still a fan outside in like I am now, I'm still going to be a fan of Optic and I'm going to cheer for Optic because it's that. And and I think I think so many people are kind of over making a bigger deal about it than 
than it really is, in my opinion. I also think that the city-based thing will help in the sense that from a regional perspective, it gives the local fans, the people that are now, especially in somewhere like LA where esports is like the Mecca of everything. You know, that's, you know, you would call that, and many people call that the esports capital of the world. I mean, I mean, for people to get behind that, that's their team. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's positives to it as well, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, and, you know, they're going to make money and that's the whole reason, you know, franchising is even being done at this point. Cause it's, it's about money at this point. So, but, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, guys, let's hey, let's let's get into modern warfare a little bit. Modern warfare, we've checked the gameplay out. Uh, let's kick this off, carriage. You know, what are your thoughts, man, on the gameplay? You know, what you've seen with it so far. I guess what you're looking forward to and what you're not looking forward to. Why don't you share it? So. From what I've seen, everything it looks pretty good. Like the guns, they're all well balanced. The campaign, I'm. I'm ready to play the campaign. It looks really good. Uh, what do you say? I was saying I need to. I haven't played a campaign in like. I haven't either, but it looks it looks pretty good. I'm about to play it. Well, what were you gonna say though? I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I said the AK-47. That's probably that gun looks pretty good. I haven't really seen like the Famas. Have they used the Famas in the gameplay yet? Yeah, yeah. it's nasty. It is, yeah, that's probably what I'll end up running for comp. I think it'll be more of a and D type. I don't really think respawn's gonna be that big in it. Is it gonna be do you think it's gonna be five v five, six v six? you know, what, what do you think it's gonna be? The main I think they'll bring it back to fours. Four v four. You think honestly, so? I, I yeah, mean I, I would if I were them, honestly. I think they will. See, I think when they went when they changed it to five, I think they were making it a point that they were going to keep it to five because I don't. I think it would be dumb for them to go from to make it a big issue to push it to five and then go, oh hey, by the way, uh, we're backing it down to four. I think. I, mean, I like fives, but it it was it was Activision's idea. Like it was their whole thing to do that. Like the, the players and. Call of Duty, Treyarch, none, none of them had any say of doing it. Well, the thing is, is like none of the players have a say of how pretty much any of the ruling or any of the formation goes or anything in the games. Because like last time they had say in the game, I mean, the game sucked. It sucked competitively. It sucked all, all, all around. And so they learned their lesson. Hey, fuck the players on this one. We're doing it how we want to do it. And quite frankly, I've been, I like the 5v5 more. It feels like it comes down to those bigger moments. And like, why not have more play, like more of the top players going against each other? I mean, this, this year alone, I went to Vegas for COD Vegas or yeah, COD Vegas. And I'll tell you what, 5v5 was a hell of a lot more fun to watch than it was 4v4. Because it felt like with 5v5, there could be more recklessness going on than it would be with 4v4. Yeah, that's what I like about it, too. I hope they keep fives. I mean, how do y'all feeling about this 2v2, mode? I feel like the comp... I'm going to play the crap like out of it. <laughs> that, man. I think that was fun. I think it would be like the World War II mosh thing. I don't know. I forgot what they called it. Well, 
do you guys remember Modern Warfare 3? They had the, at the very, very end of the game, they added 3v3 and then 2v2. And 2v2, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be like that, but I, me, me and my buddies, we enjoyed playing the shit out of that because, like, you didn't have to worry about anybody else. It's just you and another person. And if you ended up getting spawns or end up playing the rounds the right way, I mean, it was just so much fun to play. You could screw around with snipers. And, oh, it was just so much fun. <laughs> so I'm excited for it. I can't like yeah. I can't wait. I think for it's gonna it. be something you can play after like grinding the game all day and just go have fun. Yeah. How y'all feeling about this mini map? Obviously, no mini map, but I, I I've been hearing though from people. Yeah, I've heard there's a mini map. Like actual league will have mini map, but multiplayer won't. I don't know if that's yeah. True. Multiplayer, that's what I heard. Multiplayer won't, and then, like, anything that has to do with competitive will. I think they're going to have, like, a, a settings. With, with I heard multiplayer is going to have a minimap, too. I've seen something no, on I Twitter. I haven't seen anything that much. I had, I had something, I read something opposite that multiplayer will have minimap, and comp is the one that won't. Really? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen gonna, something where they both The people will. that just play dumb... The people that just play dumb and play for kills, they're going to thrive on that game, if it's that way. Here, you, are you and Jama here, since y'all are the OG comp guys, has any Call of Duty competitive in the past not had a, a mini-map? No. They've Other all had play, mini-map. Yeah, they have all had a mini-map regardless. I mean, the last game that didn't have a mini-map was like 20 years ago. It was like Call of yeah. Duty 1. Like... Like, Carriage, I guess I'll, let me ask you specifically, I mean, like, just obviously with, you know, the team you're playing with right now, if you had to play this, you know, play a COD without a mini-map, I mean, how's that, how's that affecting you guys? It's, <laughs> I hope they have the mini-map, because, I don't know, some people, like, get in, get inside the game and, like, don't end up calling out, and that, it makes that costs, like, yeah, too... I call out circuit, I have to be important. On point, and you're gonna have to like have more specific yeah. routes. You're not just gonna be able to generalize specific areas. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to name buildings. Like it's it's, it's gonna be that'll be pretty hectic. But um, <clears throat> yeah, and I've looked at the maps too, guys. I mean, you know, most CODs have you know had that traditional. To, to my understanding, it's that traditional three lane type setup. You know, you got your mid and, you know, your your two sides on most maps. But I, from what I understand, this CODs, it's not going to be like that at all. There's going to be a lot of, you know, different choke points and flank areas and stuff. And I'm just curious, to, from, you know, you guys as competitive players, like, you know, how do you feel about that one? And number two, I mean, how do you think, you know, you can best be prepared to, you know, to hold down, you know, to actually to, to be, uh, you know, really good on these maps that aren't, you know, your typical three-lane type maps that you're used to. Uh, I think to be good in this, in this next game for that, uh, with no mini-map, there's going to be a lot of power points where you just, it, you have to have a good AR holding them, those angles. So I think if you have a good AR that's really slow, yeah, I think oh. you will play fine. That's sleepy right there. Sloth. <laughs> slow. slow. Yeah. So I mean, I think the game's gonna be good regardless. To be honest. So you think you think the meta is gonna be like it's gonna be AR like the best ARs 
gonna yeah, so basically, like, Octane, like, players like Octane that can sit around and play ahead, he's really nice and know where to be looking, are gonna thrive, for the most part. Terry, do you wanna add anything to that? Oh, I ain't got nothing. Cool. Well, uh, I guess my, my other talking point with Modern Warfare is this whole push for large-scale uh, large um, teams. You know, there's there's a 10v10 mode, a 20v20, and then, you know, the big rumored ground war, which I don't know if it's been 100% confirmed. I don't, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, if it's either going to be 32v32 or 50v50. But, you know, my inclination and obviously me coming from the Battlefield community, it's like Call of Duty's trying to basically become Battlefield and Call of Duty with that respect. Um, do, you guys, do you guys see any room or any possibility that these larger scale team battles may become there might be some competition around that. And is that something you guys ever see yourselves participating in if that were to ever be the case besides your, just your traditional 5v5 or whatever? I think they I did confirm the 50v50 thing. Like I heard there was a battle with 100 v 100 too. I haven't heard for sure, but... They confirmed like a blackout type game mode. You just have to download it as a different yeah, game. Are. Yeah. So, what, you know what I want? And like the 50 v 50, the 32 v 32 is pretty cool. All, all that's pretty cool. What I would want is just where I can load up where it's Xbox versus PlayStation. And I yes. want to see a live counter and see which yeah. one is the best one. And that's let's see who the all time great console players are. Because, you know, this has been an age old debate since there was Xbox and PlayStation is who's better on what. And I want to see who's better than who. Yep. We're gonna I'm just saying, we're getting smoked. Too, so. <laughs> we're going to be playing against pro players. We're getting smoked. Uh, keyboards <laughs> Well, now, <laughs> they did say that keyboard players will not go against controller players. Yeah, so. Unless you're playing with someone that has a keyboard. Yes. So that's that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be upset when they get exposed. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I'm, pretty, can't wait I'm, I'm pretty sure Zim don't show up as a, a mouse, a keyboard. No, it doesn't. It, it shows up as a controller, yeah. but apparently there's talks that all three companies that make the Call of Duties are trying to find five different ways to detect I hope the, they uh, do. Zim. I hope they do. A lot of people will not be being played with, yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> But I think I think it's gonna be good. And what gets me most excited is that you guys kind of talked about this just like a second ago. Is that they did confirm there's gonna be another blackout game mode. It's gonna be a free game, and like they're taking a page out of Fortnite's book, which they should have done with this blackout, in my opinion. I actually um, like this blackout. Yeah. I like the Alcatraz. Yeah, Alcatraz is so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Me and my I'll buddies play, play that all day. <laughs> I really like it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not good at blackouts, so I don't really play it. Yeah. Well, I, black blackouts one of those things. Is like a for like Pharaoh who runs the Prosperity League for TE5, and like with me helping him out is like with 
blackout gives you a different edge of competitiveness. I mean, like mm-hmm. with Fortnite, you know, Fortnite does their little tourneys and all this private lobby stuff. But like the most people get excited for is when Keemstar runs his Fortnite Fridays. That's where a lot of the mm-hmm. views come through because it's a lot of fun because you get to watch your streamer. You don't have to get forced to watch somebody else. If you wanted to watch, say, Tifu or whoever's in it, you can sit there and watch to him. And, like, that's the same thing with the Prosperity League with this is, like, you get to sit there and watch your streamers and you get to talk to them while they're still playing. You're not cut off. Right. You're not isolated from them. So, like, I'm glad that they're going this route. It tells me that they're going to stick to this route for at least – a year, two, three, four years, and maybe a competitive side of this game will come out. I hope so. I, I think with them showing like the computer people also with controllers was the fact that they might be a league for their battle royale mode. Yeah. Also, so and that would that would be big for Call of Duty, honestly, because there's a lot of people that play like blackouts and. Fortnite and Apex, and they get a lot of views. People yeah. enjoy watching Battle Royale, so I think that'd be big. Well, and the one thing for Call of Duty is they won over a lot of people with this Battle Royale. I mean, when it first came out, when T5 was still getting new members and stuff, a lot of the people from the Battlefield community that were still there switched over and just continued to play uh, Blackout. Yeah, which I is think awesome. It- which is yeah, awesome yeah. because everybody's like, That's "Oh, definitely. cool, we got new viewers, we got new people on the game," and I feel like a whole they, new audience. Yeah, so I think them announcing this and everything, I feel like it's going to be a, like pretty well off for Call of Duty for a long time now, because everybody was worried about what's going, what's Call of Duty's future if if uh, League Play doesn't work or not League Play, uh, Call of Duty franchising doesn't work. I feel like this is their like backup plan if that all blows up yeah true i could see that guys it's time to get into some specific te5 cod talks okay uh, so let's let's jump right into this we're getting this this is where we can get a little have a little fun here um so obviously for everybody listening uh carriage here um he is a part of so you know guys i, I don't know if i've actually posted an episode for all of you guys uh, listening that explains how our Call of Duty division. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it. I'd have to double check, but you know, just to give you guys a quick rundown here, um, you know what we're doing here at T5 is we're building out a Call of Duty division. We're basically acquiring rosters uh, left and right that we can put into multiple, multiple online league tournaments. So uh, we have a lot of rosters that are playing under us at the same time. We're recruiting a lot of individual players that we can have as free agents. So that way uh, our online league rosters can basically have players to pull from, pick up from to ensure that we have depth on our rosters and we're not, you know, uh, you know, dealing with situations where we can't find players for sure. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to build a massive, massive thing here around Call of Duty. It's not just one team. You know, so many other organizations, you know, all they want to do is put one COD team together and that's it. And that's all they do. And, and, you know, it's cool and all. But, you know, when I look at that, it's like, why limit yourself? I mean, of course, you know, if you're a professional, you know, uh, Call of Duty organization, yeah, you're going to have your one main team, your focus, your pros. But like, you know, for all of you AM level orgs and stuff, why you don't take advantage of like the fact that I'm so scalable 
Like, you don't have to limit yourself to one team. You can pick up players, and there's so many leagues and tournaments that exist. You know, you you know, th there's so many amples of opportunities, and, and you can keep depth. You can acquire more players and uh, ultimately grow and build your brand. So Carriage here is a part of our A team, our featured roster, okay? So with our division, we have our main roster, which is our, our best team. And then basically after that, we have a whole bunch of other teams that – you know, and, and not really any particular order behind our main feature. You know, they're all, in my opinion, they're equaled out in terms of where they're at. Doesn't mean one's better than the other, because I, I mean that could be the case. But um, but they all serve the same purpose in different leagues. Something that we got uh, Carriage and Jama here are on two different two different rosters that we have, and they're both in the Hellbound League currently. Um, Carriage, you obviously just you you and our A team just got done with your first match of the league yesterday. Quick 3-0 against illegal immigrants. What a damn team name! Uh, the one and only Banana Man. So uh, yeah. So hold on. L let's stop right there for a second. Okay. What the heck was going on? Because I saw this feud going on Twitter yesterday, and you know. <laughs> I, it was it was great because I was dying laughing because I know Banana Man I know how he is and then out of nowhere I see I see this tweet and I was like oh snap something happened what, what's going on so give me a little background how did this start up with you guys like ended up posting it on Twitter because that's the one thing about Call of Duty is is once you take it off of the off of the field on there it always ends up on Twitter some way so come on lay it out for me. <laughs> Well, it all started when he announced this was the roster for T5. Uh -huh. You know, you know, Banana Man commented on it. He said, "Do you remember what he said, Pharaoh?" He's like, "Easy, yeah, easy like, wins or something." Wins or something. yeah. So after that, ended up playing him, gave him a hot 3-0, pretty easy. I don't let him know about it. Hey, that's what I like. That's what I like. Because I'm glad you clapped that. To be honest, I see that a lot. A lot of people talk to carriages like they're going to beat them, and he always ends yeah. up beating them. It doesn't make sense why people still do it. You know what? Because they don't, they don't respect him, and you know what? He's putting it – he's making those people earn their – earn their, get his respect, man, because, like, that's what you got to do. You got to sometimes humble people people and put them back in their right. spot and realize hey yeah, man I'm, I'm i'm the shit man like back off carriage i humbled him last night after y'all got done playing i texted him. <laughs> <laughs> i texted him i said you wrecked us man for sure with the, with the lol he's and then he posts a screenshot of y'all's hard point it was you know, 250 to 75 and i think he was like 35 and 22 he's like i sure did but my teammates suck i'm like bro come on Okay. Individual. Come on. Not one person could take over one a game in this in this game. Yeah, it's no. So like, no, it's just, no. We're laughing yeah. the whole game. I know. I bet. Playing that hard either. So, yeah. We had a I teammate bet. running a pistol on control, and they still got three of. <laughs> wow. So Carriage, I gotta ask you, dude. How are you so good in search, bro? Like I swear, even when y'all were he's screaming, he's smart. PG, he has gun dude, skills. Like, you, you freaking carry on search, bro. I don't understand. Like, explain that to me. The beginning of this game, that's all I did was play search until, like, halfway. Like, the people I, I used to team with and my friends, they're, they're, the, they're the best kids on search on this game. Like, they, they do chows and tourneys all the time. 
Yeah. They have a bunch of golds. That's all they do is play search. That's who I used to play with. That's okay. like that's the one thing about search and destroy is like, and like we kind of saw not to like go back to champs and whatnot, but like we kind of saw that with the hundred thieves. Once you play search and destroy for a while, get to know the areas, get to know the map, get to know hey, this is the points and everything. You become you become pretty much a pretty good S&D person or S&D team. So it's good that you have that we have a, you know, ace up our sleeve that we can rely on. <laughs> and, and get a search. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I said if you're going to search, like, if you win the searches, you can sneak a respawn in pretty easy. Like, yeah. Especially control. Especially control, that, yeah, yeah. Especially control. That's like a search. so much like, on. yeah, you, your life matters so much yeah. that you have to play your life like you do in search. So, yeah. I do. I do have to ask you guys this: Are you guys glad they took out capture the flag for control, no. or do you guys no. like? What is your guys think? What do you guys think about that? I think for the five v five, it was a really good move. Control works for five v five a lot more than I do. I think in fours, mm-hmm. so that was a good decision. But I'm. I just like like CTF, like Blitz CTF. Ampli, I like those game modes, but yeah, Blitz is a really good. Uh, it helps the AMs that are search like just search stars and playing wagers all the time. It helps the transition with control because it's not much further from search, so it just makes their transition a lot better. There we go. Okay. Well, I want to carriage. I want to finish you off before we move over to to Jama, but. You know, how how are how are you feeling like, you know, obviously, you know, you're you're enveloped in you know with your team every day. You guys are scrimming and stuff. And you know, I did watch, you know, when you guys played PG and that was uh, you know, very dominant as well. <laughs> Sleepy told me though that you guys did learn what you needed to work on. So I was happy to hear that as well. But I guess, you know, how are you feeling about the team overall? I mean, you know, with your scrims, and obviously you got the you know, first league match out the way. I mean, I mean, how how confident are you guys feeling about uh, where you know where you stand and uh, where you think we're we're gonna you know where we're gonna finish at in this league? How about we? I'm pretty I'm pretty confident. We're we're pretty good. We just need to work on different things, especially control. We haven't been playing control that much. Yeah. Uh, placings. I think we can get. Top three pretty easy. There's there's two teams above us, but I think we can beat them. We just keep playing, scrimming together. If if you had the name, what's what is like our greatest weakness as a team right now for for the A team? Like what just off the top, you know, whatever comes to mind. Like what do you think would be our, our number one weakness? If you have the name? probably uh, just listening, Re- listening and red dot chasing. Like we just need to hold our lanes. That's one of our. That's one of our biggest problems. We just chase red dots sometimes. So how do we fix that? Just listen. That's all you need to do is listen and hold your lane. Who's gonna crack the whip? Uh, I'll have to crack it. I know you're gonna. Cause I know. <laughs> yeah, we all know something soft talk. Yes. Somebody's gotta crack that whip. Nice. I usually, I try. Well, um, and carriage did now. You came over with um, with you were you were with Gene, right? 
Or were you by your you, you were your own? I was by myself. Yeah. I, I thought you were with Gene. I asked Gene. I was like, you know, who are all your guys that you brought? I know he has, he said Rocks. I know I think Rocks was one of his. It was it was me and Sleepy. Okay. We were supposed to team, but that didn't end up. So we picked up Rocks, Gene, and Crown. Well, all I got to say to finish you guys off is like. You know, I'm super thankful, man, and, and excited to, to have you guys won. I think, you know, I know you and I were messaging um, last night, or I guess early this morning, whenever, about, um, you know, lands and, and those possibilities. And obviously, as, as I've stated to everybody in, in our audios for the entire division, you know, if that ever opportunity does arise, you know, obviously our main roster would be the one that goes to a land, but... You know, and I want to address just a couple things about sending, you know, for us to send a team to land at this point. So, you know, I, I mean, where where I stand at at the very moment, I mean, definitely I want to send teams to land. A couple things that obviously have to take place are, uh, one, you know, funding is, is a big thing. Now, you know, with these small AM level lands and stuff, I mean, look, if we're being real real about it, you know, 90 to 95% of these orgs, you know, they're all they're doing is funding team passes, but you know, the players are usually having to, you know, figure out how to get there. They're having to pay their, for their rooms and their plane tickets or whatever the case is. I guess some of them, it, it all just depends, but um, you know, for us right now, I mean, it's a startup. I mean, you know, I don't, I, I definitely couldn't afford to, you know, fly you guys and to give you an all-inclusive trip. I mean, the most <laughs> talkings like free uh, team passes, and I mean, we yeah. can make it happen, but we would have to, you know, from from like if we're talking the here and now, you know, if we were to all come together, meeting like me and your the whole your whole team, and like we were to talk, because like I'm thinking like to me, we're talented enough to win some money online. I don't see how we're not. You know, I yeah. think I can most certainly start winning some money, and maybe we all come together and we're like, well, listen, like, you know, is it worth just taking 200 bucks and splitting it and just you know, going, I mean, what's that going to do for anybody? Like, instead of doing that shit, like maybe we do some of this stuff, we start saving this money and then like, now we can compile some of this stuff and I can put more towards it. And, and you know, in, in a one or two year or whatever uh, time span, when we can, we, we have some, some flexibility. So that's, that's kind of like a scrappy option, but you know, I'm also in the process of trying to secure funding for TE5, and obviously that could change the entire ball game, and and it will because like when I do send the team to land, I'm very admin on having a production, a small little production crew, you know, a, a, like a videographer, you know, yeah. somebody I can go that can actually give me content because like at the end of the day, if I'm going to invest in anything to go to land, like I need content for that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's we gotta we gotta be recording. I gotta be getting like YouTube content, Insta, all that stuff. So, you know, all that, all that's going to be important. I got to get you guys jerseys and everything, you know, so there's going to be a good bit of money that goes involved. But on top of that, for me, it's just really the trust factor, you know, because obviously, like I said, if if I was a professional, if I had all this millions and millions of dollars and you guys were getting paid salaries and stuff like that, you know, you're under contract. It's a little different, but like for us as an am organization amateur levels what what i mean in there like you know i mean hell what if i you know if i paid for x y and z and like half of you don't even show up you know what i'm saying or like some something goes down like that and i'm just like what the hell you know so it it, for me it's just 
you know, I'm trying to, to grow my relation, you know, relationship with you guys and really everybody, you know, Jama, you guys, all of our cop players, I want to grow that relationship with you guys because obviously that is the goal is we want to get to land, but, you know, we got to take a lot of steps and we got to be able to work together, you know, right now in this, in these early phases, you know, as, as player and org to make some of these things happen because at the end of the day, you know, when I'm going to secure big funding and I've got a legit roster and maybe some really good players such as yourself or Sleepy, which, by the way, I'm not gassing you up when I say this. And I'm, this is real talk for me right now because I've watched both of you play, especially Sleepy. I think both of you could be playing pro cod right now. Like, I'm being dead serious. Like, I think both of you have the talent to, to play it in the professional level. Um, and, and to have these these things lined up and this structure and stuff is only going to better benefit my chances to, to secure funding. And, you know, obviously from there, you know, we can do pretty much anything. But um, but I wanted to share that because I think it's important for everybody like, you know, it, that's obviously following us, our, our community and stuff to understand, like, you know, where I stand from a land perspective and where what our goals are uh, to to get to land events, to put our Call of Duty teams uh, in lands, which is ultimately, you know, what, you know, we want to lead to, which, you know, I want to get this, I want to get that 25, $30 million spot in the call of duty league. And I'll be damned <laughs> if I don't try my damn hardest to do it. So, and I'm being dead serious. Like that's, yeah. I'm trying to raise money to make this shit happen. Cause hell a hundred days came in right when the, when, uh, the LCS was, you know, trying to form their franchise. I mean, look, it happened. Granted. Yeah. It's Nate shot, but, Who's to say? Who's to say I can't do it? Who's to say I can't get meet the right dudes? Dan Mitri, who's my my boy from New Wave, and like a bunch of these other dudes that he can't connect me with. And like next thing you know, we've just raised enough money to you know put a bid in. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's no telling, man. It's possible. So you know we're gonna we're gonna go for it. But in the meantime, we're gonna take necessary measures to you know, and we need to obviously player and org working together to still get to you know small level lands and all that stuff uh, moving forward. But nonetheless, I, I spent a whole shit ton of time talking about that. I'm going to stop. Jamma, uh, uh, let's, let's talk about our, our T5 Blitz team for a little bit. You know, how you feeling, man? I mean, obviously you're, you know, you're, you're pretty new to the team. You know, you got Karma as your captain. Um, I know you guys have been scrimming a lot. Like how, how are you guys doing? How you're feel, How are you feeling about the team, the chemistry, the mojo? I guess just, you know, obviously you guys have your first league match coming up. Um, how you feeling? Uh, as of right now, we're, we just found a new fifth because Relix left to go play with uh, ZH22 or whatever it is, or 2HZZ. Damn, he left. Yeah, we picked up someone else that's better. And that plays with our pacing level because he was too slow for us. And he kind of just chased dots on the map way too much. And we just couldn't play with that because, for the most part, me, Plexity, Asteroids, and Karma, us four, we play very well together as just us four on most maps. And we just found someone that could uh, play with the pacing level as us. We have different roles than we did last the last few days, and they're actually working. We just got to play together as a team. Mm. We, we play so, Sometimes I play way too fast than I should be, and we're not catching it. We don't listen to each other whatsoever, especially on rotations. Yep. 
Well, it's also one of those things that could kind of help with the team building is you guys kind of have to build trust, you know? That's why, like, listening to each other is kind of tough. You guys got to be able to sit here and, like, kind of be like, hey, we got to listen to each other. We got to be able to trust each other. I got to be able to trust you to have my back, and you got to be able to trust me to have your back. So that's going to take a little bit of time playing a little bit more together that probably gets smoothed out, you know, because that's that's the one thing is, is with Call of Duty is if you don't trust the person next to you, it's going to be a, a bad time. Yeah, most definitely. We're, we all understand it, too. Like, we all understand that we're not listening to each other, and we've been working on it a little bit more. Um, for right now, we were only good at Arsenal for whatever reason, but since we picked up our fifth, our new fifth, he kind of, like, helps with the fact that we all don't have to focus really on slang as much there you go and um he like listens to what we say too like he he calls plays we listen to it and then when we call play he'll listen to it and then if he something happens as bad he always just tells us straight up like we got to do this more you guys aren't doing this and instead you're doing this for whatever reason it's just, he, but he doesn't come off with the ego. He's trying to do it because he knows, like, we're not that bad of a team. Mm-hmm. We just need structure and someone to really just actually play with. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you guys have been scrimming our uh, the new roster we've acquired, T5 units. Has that been yeah. helping you guys at all? Are you guys improving from uh, this yeah, they they force us to play more together because they they've been playing for six years together, so they know how each other play. Yeah. So they play together really well, and it forces us to have to play together for even even the uh, compete with them. But yeah, they uh, we haven't scrimmed them in two days. Mm-hmm. But we've been well, scrimming like other teams in our division. So you know, John, I know I don't know if you know. Astro or anybody's told you the whole backstory of your roster specifically, but you know, but you know, when I, when I was first trying to get, you know, this call of duty division started and start, you know, getting players, you know, before I picked up, you know, before I convinced sleepy to, to join me and then sleepy went out and created a God team with Mr. Carriage here, um, which I'm like I said, super thankful for, but you know, while that was happening on kind of in the background, I was working with my own little roster where I recruited a bunch of players. Astro was one of those, and you know, um, you know, a whole bunch of dudes in between, you know, Callie, Filth, and I don't know if you met some, most of these guys, but, um, and this was before Karma came into the picture, but, you know, I spent about two, uh, I'm going to say two and a half, three months putting that six man team together. And, you know, all I was doing was, you know, most of these guys never played competitive Call of Duty. So I had to kind of take maybe, you know, hold them by the hand and just kind of walk them, you know, and help them understand the fundamentals of hard point search right. and control. So, you know, we just, we weren't scrimming or none of that. So we were just trying, I was trying to just help them understand the fundamentals. So, you know, I want to say at this point, this might've been what, two weeks ago or now, it wasn't even that long ago, to be honest, maybe two and a half. I don't even know for sure, but you know, it was time for them to, to get their feet wet. It was time for them to take the training wheels off and put them to the test. So I basically made their roster, okay, of, like I said, only one player that actually had comp experience, but none of them had real comp experience. I put them in literally a gauntlet pit, a lion's den with carriage and then the A team. 
And I told, I went, you know, in the day we did this, and I went into the party. I, t I went in carriage, I don't know if carriage you remember this or not, but I went into y'all's party. And I said, guys, I, and, and I'm just going to say this for, this is my language or whatever, but I told them, I told the A team, I want you guys to beat the absolute fuck out of this, out of this team right now. I want you to literally not let them score a freaking point. And my whole purpose of that scrimmage, even though, you know, it was cool for them to scrim and everything and, and to feel what it's like, you know, playing obviously an actual scrim is I wanted to stress test them so hard. I literally wanted them to get sh literally get their shit kicked in and, and like lose so terribly that like I wanted to see who would rage. I wanted to see who would who would break, who would who would turn toxic. And like we found those links. And, and you know, I'm not going to mention names because it's not really important for this for this episode. But, you know, it helped it helped them grow exponentially. Like literally that team and, and you know, Karma joined. I think I don't know if karma karma was either in that game or he wasn't but i picked him up right but right around that time and that helped your roster so freaking much literally they grew i mean that experience just not only did it humble a lot of them but like i had a long talk with them afterwards after the whole issue i had to deal with with uh, a certain player but um but like literally like it, it changed everything and that whole team just literally has been gutted out to this point other than Astro, which I mean, karma, it's his team. They all voted him as the captain. So it is what it is at this point. But, um, but just to see where that team came from, because I literally started it from one player and to where, you know, your roster is now is, you know, it's, it's remarkable. And, and I'm just happy that you guys, you know, collectively have come together. It seems like things are going really well for you guys. I'm not having to be involved in the day to day, which I, I personally love because it allows me to grow and recruit more people and things of that sort. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say all that and share that little story. So for everybody, I thought that was pretty cool. But <clears throat> Carrie, you, you remember that, that scrim, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds See? like my experiences yeah. against uh, carriages. Yeah. I was, I was from, well, I used know, to scrim carriages a lot and he would just absolutely just demolished my team. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, Carrie, so Jamas told me you were, I guess you guys were friends and stuff? Or did uh, we haven't really talked, but I played against him a lot. I'm yeah. really close to a few of his friends. This is our first time, like, actually talking. Really? Yeah. Jame, are you, but like, he's, he's good, though. He, I, something right now, or is it... Is it... You're just like, oh man, I'm talking to Carriage right now. Dog. He's like one of the best ARs I've played with in the beginning of the game. I, I don't know what he runs anymore, but when I played him, he's always running AR. Well, <clears throat> guys, um, I guess really, is, does anybody else want to want to add anything? Something that they've been wanting to say this whole time? You've been holding it back. If so, say it now. I don't. I I don't. The one thing. Nope. I don't. Did you get? No kids. I don't know. I guess it's there. It might be good. I don't know. But um. But anyways, guys. Uh, for everybody listening, hope you enjoyed this. So uh, you really got some insights on our thoughts here. Um, you know, obviously on champs, franchise and modern warfare, 
we talked a little bit about what's going on in the T5 COD, uh, in the COD division and what we got going on, guys. So um, if you are listening to this and you do want to join and you want to, you know, play T, you know, with T5, you want to try to join us for Call of Duty, um, you know, you can join our Discord, um, you know, message myself. I'll talk with you. Uh, Callie D is also uh, is going to be helping me when it comes to recruiting and, and talking with new players, and new teams and stuff. So uh, me and him, if you, if you come in our discord, you'll see us We're right there at the top. Um, you can message us, let us know. And we will, um, you know, we'll definitely talk with you guys and see if you're a good fit or not. Um, but other than that, uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. So I appreciate um, you folks coming on. We got, like I said, Mr. Carriage here and Jama. These are two two Call of Duty players for TE5, uh, and we're really excited about uh, you know their futures uh, and, and the opportunities that they have in front of them. And you know, just all together, I think uh, TE5 going into modern warfare is going to be a uh, be a force, uh, no doubt. So pretty excited about that. Uh, but that's going to do it, guys. So everybody take care. We'll see you guys on the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to share this with a friend. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you do so. I'll catch you on the next one.